Hello and welcome to Cage Club, two fans, nearly 100 movies, one cage. This is episode 102, Primal from 2019. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And Mike, this is now the fourth month in a row Oh yeah. that Cage has continued the cage chain. The cage chain. We started with the score to settle in August. Mm-hmm. We did Running with the Devil in September. We sure did. We did Kill Chain, a.k.a. Cage Chain, in October. Mm-hmm. We've got Primal right now. Here we are. Next month, confirmed Grand Isle. Insane with Kelsey Grammer. Cage and Kelsey Grammer. January. Confirmed color out of space. This is in six in a row. Six months in a row. So last year, there were eight or nine cage movies. Eight, 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 eight in movies. the year. Yes. Yeah, eight out of 12 months. Yes. So. Which was bananas. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever do that again, but I don't think we ever had a streak of six months in a row. I don't think any actor ever will or has ever again. Amazing. I mean, this is almost better than eight movies in one year is doing one a month for like this kind yeah. of thing. Like, it, and it could keep going. We don't know what's coming in February or March. Well, we we know that there are a bunch of movies coming up. Like since we last recorded, I don't remember. We might have talked about oh, yeah, some of these because yeah, that the Tai Chi. But there's one. three. There's three new-ish that have been announced recently. Pig. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's battling a killer pig. Giant killer kaiju pig. Wally's Wonderland. He's not that's Wally. Right. No, but that's about like the murderous theme park. Yes. And then ten double zero, which I do not remember what that's okay. about. And then we also still in production, or maybe just wrapping, is the um, was it the Tai Chi one or Jujitsu? Jujitsu. Uh, and I feel like there was one more. In Prisoners there to Ghost Land. Yep. The Crudes two, which will be I don't think maybe that's going to take year. a while. That's, that's going to take a while. Animating that. But I think that's it. So there are as of right now eight movies, and then Xander, which was supposed to be happening, oh, went away. Is it, isn't there gone. Siberia too? Isn't that supposed to be somewhere? Yeah, or? I think that's that's not on his IMDb oh, anymore. I don't know. That might okay. not even. I don't know if that exists anymore. <laughs> but point being, you know, we could get something in in February to keep this going. I really hope so because I mean six madness. is like a. It's I a, was it's worried. A, it's an unbreakable combo. Oh, I, I do remember. I was very scared earlier this year. I was like, "There's nothing coming out. What's happening?" The recent episodes, we have said that there are four tiers of Nicolas Cage movies, VOD Cage movies. Yes, yes. There is the worst, the two elevens. Yeah. There are the the ones that are fine, which yeah. is like Running with the Devil. Right. The average. There's the ones that are so good as bad, like A Score to Settle. Yeah. Or a, over the top, campy, whatever. And then there's like secret successes, which we've not really had recently. Yeah, it's that's been more a while. seeking justice stolen. Yeah. Where would you say Even before I, between. before I describe this movie, which is now available for rent on Amazon and I'm sure a bunch of other places, mm-hmm. rentable in 4K, mind you. I know. Yes. Where would you put, which tier would you put this in? I think we're gonna again differ on tiers, but just by one. Mm. I think. Based on what you said and what you rated this on Letterboxd, <laughs> I think you liked it a little bit more than me. Okay, I haven't... Yeah. Although I'm sure that you're going to have the same idea as how this could be even better as mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But would you put... I'm guessing... I don't want to put words in your no, mouth. No, I know. This is... It's fun. either going to be in the... It's fine... Uh-huh. Or, or can't be so good as bad. Or so, so bad as good. Ah, oh, man. These categories... Because you gave it a four and a half. I did. I did. Which is... Kind of it's bonkers. It's bonkers. See, like, it's not that I think it's so bad it's good, but I have to place it, like, more closer in that category yeah. than it being a straight-up, like, secret I think success. We to, or, I think or, like, we need to rename that into just over-the-top fun. Yeah, because that's exactly what this was. Like, this is not the movie I was expecting. It's no, not, not at the, all. N- nowhere near no, the movie no, no, no. I was expecting. But it became a movie I kind of didn't know I wanted at a point. I Like, I if this these were all better actors like this would be a good movie i almost felt like i wanted to play this video game or something i don't Mm, know okay i think the bill of goods that we were sold Mm -hmm. was cage and a whole bunch of animals and there's like seven animals (laughs) this is what we were sold cage is stuck on a boat fighting like 
monstrous killer animals. Yeah. Like, like I was expecting like mutants and things like that. So there are in this movie. There's like five birds, including one that has his friend <laughs> named <laughs> Delphine, buddy. a parrot named Delphine, who's his friend, who he talks to a lot in this movie, yeah, which I love. Yeah. There's two snakes. One yep. of which gets killed. Mm-hmm. There is a couple mo- CGI monkeys. Four or five monkeys, including the baby. Do not touch the monkey. Do not do not touch the baby. Right. Because then the mama gets mad. And then there's the mysterious white the jaguar. White jag. The white jag. The white jag. El fantasma gato. <laughs> the ghost cat. Say that with chomping on a cigar, drinking a flask at the same from a, time from atop a tree. <laughs> What's weird about this movie is that this is getting reviewed in actual publications. Like David Ehrlich of oh. IndieWire reviewed this. Yeah. The AV Club reviewed this. It's in this. theaters. I don't know why. I don't either. Because this is very clearly, from afar, schlocky straight to VOD. Not that that's a bad no, thing. No, I hear but you. But this should not be considered, I don't think... No, I think Running with the Devil the had, had more right to be in sure. theaters, you know? Because like, that has him and Fishburne, right? You got yes. two, like... And then it has Barry Pepper and other people are in there, too. Barry so, in the In the background and stuff. But I feel like this movie feels more like a popcorn mainstream... Not monster movie necessarily, but like weirdo end of the year, just sort of bail it out in theaters yeah. before the big Oscar rush comes. It's like we had this on the shelf, like let's just make sure it gets out there. And I think the problem, and it's not the problem with like why it would be reviewed, but I feel like that's what it wants to be, and I don't think it actually quite gets there. Like no. I think that there's a lot. Yeah. Like this is a 95 minute movie that feels much longer than 95 <laughs> it minutes does. It does. because there's long stretches where there's nothing happening. Pretty much. So here, here's what the plot is about. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Nicholas Cage plays big game hunter Frank Walsh mm-hmm. in lowercase rainforest, all capital letters, Brazil. Oh man, the title card. This is Brazil. The movie starts with him in a tree eating nuts or something. And he's reading a magazine. magazine, smoking a cigar. Yeah. And he is hunting a jaguar. He's been tasked to get a black jaguar, because that's what all jaguars are. Yeah. But he sees a white spotted jaguar, the ghost cat, and says, they're going to want this even more. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, that's not the job. (laughs) The cat knocks him out of the tree, essentially, but he captures the cat. Yeah. Goes to this small town in Brazil, load all the animals that he has captured onto this big old boat. Yeah. Then we kind of have like a reverse con air sort of on a boat. What is this? Where they're taking a boat from Brazil to Puerto Rico to transport not only animals and whatever else is on the boat, but this like wanted murderer. Yeah. Played by Kimi from Lost, (laughs) who we later find out he's an NSA, he's hired by the NSA to murder people in other countries. Shades of Snowden. Christopher was his boss. Christopher Moltisanti, <laughs> Michael Imperioli. Christopher Moltisanti from The Sopranos is his boss, but he's also tasked with bringing him back. It's murky. We'll get there. Famke Jansen. Oh, I love her. Jean Grey plays a lieutenant. Doctor. Doctor. Ellen. Ellen. <laughs> lieutenant Doctor Ellen. Which I just realized, side note, when we did Magnolia, not Magnolia, Eyes Wide Shut for Cruise Club, I did not realize that Bill, Doctor Tom Cruise... Dr. Bill is a play on words. It's like a Dr. Bill. Oh, the Dr. Bill. Yeah. Oh, cool. And everybody calls him Dr. Oh, Bill. Oh, Kubrick. Like, I finally read yesterday. Go listen to Cruise Club if you haven't, because that's what Mike and I are doing right now, Cruise Club and Hanks of the Memories. But I just read that long, in-depth analysis of Eyes Wide Shut, how it's like this masterpiece that people mis- misunderstand. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole thing about Dr. Bill and about how it's the artificial... I think, based on that, we did actually did a really good job of breaking that movie down about mm-hmm. the artificiality and the different tiers of hierarchy. I digress. Lieutenant Dr. Ellen. They're on this boat, and they're transporting Kimi, who they put in a cage like an animal, bound by the wrists. so many questions. But he also has seizures? 
So he can't fly. Yes. So it's not con air, it's con C. Yes, con C. Con C. (laughs) And he gets out, and it kind of becomes like a reverse Die Hard, where we're following like the Germans in Die Hard who are trying to capture McLean. Yeah. Yeah. But McLean is a bad guy, and it's Kimi. And his goal is just to get out of there. Yeah, he wants to... He wants to escape. Escape. I see. I saw it at that point as a most dangerous game reversal. Where, because yeah, Cage. Cage is the big game hunter, and, and the he, biggest game of all is man. man. But he also <laughs> does not give a shit no. about capturing Kimi. Because <laughs> when Kimi gets out, he lets all the animals loose in the boat. All that means is that one person gets killed by monkeys, one person gets bitten by a snake, but does not die. Survives. And then nothing else. No. Until Kimi at the end gets killed by the the Jaguar. So Cage is, you know, this is his livelihood. And so he's going around the boat trying to recapture these animals. He captures the birds. He captures the monkeys. He gets one snake in the end. He gets the Jaguar in the end. All of this is happening while Kimi is running amok and just ruthlessly killing everyone. It's basically two different movies. I was so confused. So, like, I was just ready for the ghost jag getting loose on the boat. And that was enough, right? And then we're getting, we're loading all the animals on. And they're done with the final animal, and, and here come these feds. I'm like, what is this shit? Are they yeah. going to drop off? Like, uh, is this where like the mutant animal comes into play? Like, nope. They're going to drop something off with a scientist. They have like a prisoner. I was so confused. I was like, what the hell is and going their, on? Their ham-fisted justifi- justification of why he's on the boat is because the Brazilian government gave them six hours to basically extradite him. Yeah. And otherwise, they were just going to let him go back into the wild. Back and to so the sword of God. They had to get out of there on the first thing out, which was this boat. That is so unnecessary. But like, 100%. I, just like, it took me forever to sort of get on board, no pun intended, <laughs> with, with that development until he escaped. And then it was like, oh, okay, I see what they want. They want Cage to hunt man because he hunted the most dangerous animal, the, go- the white jag, and now he's got to hunt a person. But also, this is Cage in a role that we've seen, I feel, a few times, not as often as we maybe could have, but he's the disgruntled old man, like basically Murtaugh, like, I'm getting too old for this shit. I'm only here to yeah. do my job. I don't care what you're doing. Heavy drinking. I'm here to do this. The one scene where he just starts, like, comically slurring to Famke Jansen. Oh, in the hallway. There's no point to that. No, just to show. Like, there's no, like, embarrassment there. Yeah, he's just saying things. Just, oh boy. And then in the end, the Jaguar kills and eats Kami. Yeah, Cage hooks him up. He's got the blow darts. Yes. Oh, Oh. the blow darts. We'll get to the blow darts. (laughs) But he hangs him up from a a rope around his ankles. The Jaguar eats Kimi. Demolishes him so bad that they need to identify him via dental records. (laughs) Cage gets gets let off the hook by Famke Jansen. He saves her life from the poisonous snake that he brought onto the boat in the first place. And the kid. And the kid. They get rescued. Everybody has a happy ending, except for Kimi. And then the final shot of the movie (laughs) is Cage and his parrot basically like, so what do you want to do next? <laughs> yeah, off on another adventure. Zoom out of the boat, end of the end movie. End of movie. Amazing. I think that this movie could have been... Like, I think if this movie was the movie that we were sold, it could have been top five VOD Cage movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. Because it had that potential to be... Yeah taken seriously in the in that way but i knew from the opening that we were sort of in for choppy seas because that's clearly like cgi oh it's, it's bad cgi too. Of, like all the animals are jumanji yeah and we're like what almost 20 years from jumanji or something even more so but also this cage- is after the jumanji sequel <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's after numanji yeah but cage up in the perch that looked like he looked really odd i was like did they de-age him is there something going on or is it just all this green screen 
to get him high up in a tree. There's the shots where the jaguar is jumping like 15 feet in the air and pawing at him. And I'm like, yeah. that looks bad. Yeah. And I feel like it's just like, how do we mask Cage on probably a green box being pawed at by something that's not there? And he's he's fine. Like, he's not doing a bad thing. But we're also, no. we're doing lots of quick cuts to basically try to hide the fact that this is wildly this, under budgeted and i've been watching a lot of the uh, special effects guys watch good and bad cgi on youtube and like mm-hmm. evaluating that and stuff so like this week my eye has been hypercritical yeah i'm gonna say here even if your eye was not hypercritical, i know this no. is easy to point out yeah and the point that it gets to where it's just like unacceptable is where it's got like the muzzle of blood around its mouth mm. and it just looks yeah. just oh man. like it's bad enough to have cgi blood but then have cgi blood on a bad cgi animal it's like mm. yeah let's talk about kimi from lost kevin durand okay who's also in he's in a bunch of things most notably for us kimi from lost because he was a guy on, on a, a boat a bad guy on a boat he is chewing up the scenery in a way that like it's going out of style and i felt like <laughs> he is doing not a cage impression i feel like he's doing a john malkovich impression you know what i was getting from him is like being with Cage is con- caged tages because it happened with Lawrence Fishburne and now it's happening with Kimi. People acting against him, I don't know if they're challenging him or if they're, it's just being brought out of them on set, but he is in a whole other movie yeah. and I love the movie that he's in Like once he gets going. But nobody's in that movie. Like, no Cage, one. Cage is Cage almost. steps a foot into his movie just like, nah, it's not yeah, for know, right? It's like that Eddie Murphy, James Brown skit where it's like the hot tub. Ooh, it's too hot in that hot tub. <laughs> They have one miraculous fight sequence, which was... They have two or three hand-to-hand combat scenes, which... (laughs) Why? But knife fight that goes on forever. Mm, Yeah. After Kimi has taken out, like, mercs, like, mercenary, like, like big dudes, like... Twice the size and twice as young and twice as fit as Cage. Cage, like, holds his own in a knife fight. I feel like that's just the action movie thing where it's like, this is our hero. He can do anything. Like, it's the Fast and Furious thing. It's the yeah. Automancer. It's like they yeah. get stronger. Even with the poison. We just haven't seen him grow. He's just a 55 or 60-year-old man at the end of his rope, kind of, but still able to keep up with this, like, ruthless, kind of, sort of, a little bit, like, Freddy or Michael Myers or Jason. Yeah, his, like, or like even Joker. Like, I was getting kind of, like, weird Joker vibes from him because of his, like, crazy faces and yeah. yeah it's madness there's a couple foodie films scenes on the boat f- 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 oh f- the chef film. in this is incredible well also we have cage chopping up food to yeah. give to the animals so yeah. he's back sort of from the cook in running oh. with the devil also recent cage cook in running with the devil ends the movie with a limp and a cane well he ends the movie getting killed there i know but he has the limp yes. remember he falls yes, off yes. the mountain and survives and he only gets Love a limp it. There's one there's one line I wrote down, like, Cage, I feel like, and I don't know if these are improv or if they're just normal lines that he leans into or what, but he's got a handful of lines that I wrote down. Yeah, me too. One of the first ones that I loved was, I just spent 10 months in the jungle, and this all smells like cat shit. <laughs> and that's about, like, he's like that's when they're being told, he's being told why Kimi is on the boat. He's like, this doesn't smell right. It smells like cat shit. Yeah. And I was like, all right. Okay. I got one when, he, when he's told that uh, why he's on the boat, it's classified. He gives the guy the middle finger and he goes, classify this. <laughs> oh, when he's drunk in the hallway with Fomka Johnson, he goes, what's up, Doc? And that, what's up, Doc? That and then that's when good. we find out. I think maybe the point of that scene is that we find out that he's been working for eight different zoos in ten years. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we can tell from his behavior that he is not a 
good worker. No, not only that, that he's not a law-abiding citizen either. Like, he is a he's on his own clock, this guy. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about how he had, like, the parrot that he talks to. He calls his parrot a regular Einstein at one point. I was like, these guys need, like, this is amazing. He needs that guy, a parrot, in another movie. After, I want the parrot in every movie. I like, know. I want Cage and the parrot to be inseparable. I want Colorado Space to be retroactively added. I'm, I'm assuming there's no parrot in Colorado Space, but, know. you know, maybe maybe a Lovecraftian parrot. Who maybe knows? Maybe a space parrot, but, yeah. like, the scenes between him and the parrot, like, those interactions, like, are so real, it's amazing. That's he treats wonderful. the parrot like a real person. Like, well, because there's nobody else he's really acting against in this movie. He's the only real animal yeah. in the whole movie. That was a real parrot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a real monkey. He, he did this great move when he was putting oh, the baby monkey Oh, when he lays the in. monkey down very, very gently. And then he backs away with his arms still in the position just in case like the artists need to render him. I don't know. That <laughs> so is bad. respect to the craft. Like <laughs> When Kimi is loose and he's saying, you know, I'm going to go get my animals. You can do your thing, but I'm doing my thing. Right. There's this guy, like this military leader who basically takes command of the boat because yeah. he's like this is now a military operation jurisdiction or whatever you're all under my command yeah. if you don't follow my orders I'm going to lock you up for mutiny blah 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 well that guy also dies very quickly yeah super unceremoniously like just like shot in the head bam yeah. like there's one point where Kimi just shoots and like there's there's like say say there's like six or eight guys that are going after him right he kills three in like eight seconds yeah. it's like oh he has that one big fight with like the mechanic I feel like uh, the guy in the overalls yeah. you know the John Henry guy yeah. but that's it like, really, like, that's the only, aside from Cage, that's the only time he's, like, challenged one-on-one by right. any of these dudes. Oh, boy. But when the guy is like, you know, it's my way or their highway, or basically, like, you know, you're not going to get your animals, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. Cage says, who knows how long it'll take this asshole to catch that <laughs> asshole? And I was like, yeah. He's got a great swagger in, in this movie. Like, I feel like he looks good. He looks like he's having a lot of fun in this. Like, he's really getting into it. I mean... So this was filmed, I think, in... This was delayed because uh, because of the Puerto Rican hurricane from a couple years oh, ago. Oh, they so actually I think, filmed it down there? I, guess. I don't know like, why. I was watching the whole movie going, like, they're just parked in a dock somewhere on this boat. And every time, it's like USS Indianapolis. You know, they're just on this Men boat. Men of courage. Be respectful. Give the whole title. Apologies men of courage but like anytime you see them on deck it's just like been draped with green screen so that they could key out all the other boats in the dock and the buildings and people you know so that they could put in a blank sky and like an ocean it might be the same shot of the boat every time when it has like the oh, nautical miles it, it's but the like, same digital like model from a different angle like it looks day nice. and night like that something. looks like Pretty yeah. passable, pretty good CGI. The rest of it, not so much. It gets. I noticed like the animals gets better towards the end. Like the final scene with the white jag, it actually looks really good when it because it, it's not moving. It's moving more like a cartoon through the whole movie, and then at the end, it finally looks like an animal movement when it's like getting ready to attack. Maybe they were learning on the job. That could be. They're just like, oh, we know how to do this now. Let's not fix the other. <laughs> they stuff. did we the effects in the order. Yeah. Like, and then by the end, they got better. Yeah. This movie was a first option. I'm just going down to the trivia for now. Yeah. This was first option the script in 1995. What? It took this guy 22 years, Dan Goodnick, or Grodnick, to get it made, like the guy who wrote the script. It was originally titled Persona Non Grata. Lionsgate bought the rights to it or whatever. It was like, "Mm, that's not a good title. We're going to rename it Primal. You know, this feels like um, it would come out around the time of like Anaconda or like yeah. Godzilla 98. Jurassic like Park also. Jurassic like, Park, there's the like, scene where the guy gets killed by the monkeys in the kitchen, and like that is like straight out of Jurassic Park. Directed by Nick Powell, who has directed two things in his life. This movie, Outcast, also starring Nicolas Cage. So I don't know if Cage is like friends with this guy or what. I don't know, but I remember that being one of the better... 
Cage video on demand early ones because that was in the first stretch. That was, that was before, like 2014-ish. Yeah, that was before Pay the Ghost came yes. out. And it had Hayden Christensen in it and Cage kind of disappeared for a while. And it was kind of a nice little like, I don't know, romantic kung fu movie i do like that we both consider i mean i'm right there with you but we both consider it like the early stretch but it was just the early stretch because like that was when we were still catching up right like, right you and i very clearly delineate like pay the ghost before mm-hmm. and after pay the ghost because it's like that's when we caught up but i also feel like that's great he did pay the ghost and then he didn't do a movie for a while and i remember i think we were waiting for another one and it didn't happen so like i think yeah. there is actually a split but it just so happened we caught up and pay we, the ghost was we like, like a point. that's the cutoff. <laughs> We're like before that is like the early stretch, and then this is all the VOD area. But like it's but there was still a lot of VOD in that. Yeah, no, it's basically since like 2011. See, since Seeking Justice, essentially, most of it has been. I, I've come to find that like he was really ahead of the curve with video on demand as far as like a name that would sell the picture, you know, because like most of the VOD stuff was just like. 100% trash where like you didn't even know anybody in any of these movies and then it started being like you know now you get like Travolta's done a ton of them you know what I'm saying like people like people you wouldn't expect and some of the Travolta ones aren't bad I watched that one The Fanatic and it's it's a good watch wait that's supposed to be like one of the worst movies of all time oh it's by Fred Durst it's yes it's uh Amazing. Well, because he did Gotti <laughs> last year, and he did that this year, and like he's just on the streak of like worst movie of the year, but so bad it's good. But he and he's still good because he's in that OJ thing, right? And and he's great in that. But it's like he needs direction. Yeah, he needs Fred Dirtz to direct him. I guess so. Uh, Nick Powell, the director, has 119 stunt credits. Whoa. Okay. So he's mostly a stunt guy. He's also got 16 second unit directorial credits. So Whoa. he's like, he's, I guess he's sort of a kind of an aspire. I mean, he's not an aspiring filmmaker because he's made two movies, but I feel like he's sort of maybe began as an aspiring filmmaker, yeah. did a bunch of stunts, and then sort of, you know, on a bunch of movies, did second unit stuff, and then got to make two movies. That's you know, wild five or six to hear apart. that he was in the stunt world because you see guys like Tim Miller now and like, you know, all of Keanu's friends and the John David Leach and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, those dudes, and like, this did not have that kind of energy to any of the action no. sequence. Like, we talked about the knife fight. Like, that does not seem like it was staged by a guy who had either choreographed or been in filmed knife fights before ever. Like, the, and, you know, Outcast had more choreography, I guess you could say, but this... No, I was kind of lackluster with all the actions. I mean, even Kimi's escape is kind of confusing when he's having the seizure and he's trying to grab for the guns and everything. And I thought he was going to use the Coke can at some point, but that never happened. No. Apparently hasn't done stunts. Like, basically, the last, like, decade, he's not done a lot of stunts. But, like, going back before that, X-Men The Last Stands, and maybe that's where he met Famke. Cinderella Man he did. 28 Days Later he did. The Born Identity. Okay, no slouch. I mean, there's a lot of these things that I haven't heard of. Right. The Mummy. The Brendan Fraser Mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, have noted, a lot of TV work early on. Mm. GoldenEye. Okay. Hackers. Hackers. Braveheart. It's in that place where I put that thing that time. Batman. The original Batman. 89 Batman. Oh, okay. So he's done a lot of work. It feels like he just has like an interesting career path. I Googled to no avail, really. Nick Powell, Nicolas Cage, to see if there was like a, this is where a they connection. hit it off and whatever, and I couldn't find anything... I didn't dig deep, but it, it wasn't like a, hey, mm. like we met on blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, he, I, I wanted Cage to have a quote, like, you know, I love the way he did X, Y, or Z on Outcast. I wanted him to be back. And No, it just that. seems like coincidence. Let's talk about the blow dart gun. You mentioned the blow oh, dart gun. Tell me all about the blow dart dear. gun. So like he uses the, the monkeys get loose. Yeah. And it's exactly like that shot in, in, in jumanji the first where like they look just like that they're like those little helper monkeys he's like sneaking around one of like the cargo holds with a fucking blow dart 
Which is really cool. He's dipping it in the poison, he's putting it in the end, and Cage is just using the blow dart in this movie, and it's amazing. Which one thing I will give this movie credit for is they set up the blow dart pretty well, because he's explaining to the kid Mm -hmm. how he does his job. Yeah. He's like, you know, I get the blow dart, I dip in the thing, they get paralyzed, but they're still conscious, they fall in my net, I take them, and the kid's like, isn't that cheating? He's like, it's not about how you play the game, it's whether you win or lose, which is... Not sure, but you know. <laughs> that's Cage's philosophy. Exactly. But that's, it's effective because like you kind of know what he's doing, even though like we don't need to be told, oh yeah, he's using a blow dart. Like we understand that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like real bad setup in this. Like we see the lifeboat that's hidden very early on get like loaded into the boat. So we know later that after they shoot all the ones on deck that there's another lifeboat somewhere in the bottom. There's the horrible line where Fomka Johnson is just like, he gets seizures, you know, and then they all just kind of like walk away. And then like, sure enough, like he just puts on a show by giving a seizure. It wasn't even a real it one. It was a fake one, though, right? Yeah, that it was, was a fake seizure. That was, like, the biggest bait and switch. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you have to keep an eye out, because, like, it's... So she says, everybody, be very vigilant, because when you have a seizure, call me. And he starts, like, seizing, and they're like, what's this asshole doing? Like, just... Like, don't, don't do anything. Just call her. Like, you have one job, and yeah. I guess that's the whole reason this movie exists. Although, if she, if she went well, in, made, she would have gotten killed. I don't it made know. me think that she was in cahoots with him. Like, I thought the whole time, like, there was something going on with one of these people. And sure enough, like, it well, was let's, Christopher. Let's, let's speak about Christopher Moldesanti, because it feels like okay, he's in yeah. with no one. He's in on his own. Like, he's trying to, we find out he's trying to cover his ass because he set Kimi loose. Like, they basically trained him. The NSA. They the NSA. Yeah, the NSA. They turned him into, like, a Martin Blank. But, like, he went too far, and they started loaning him out to, like, different governments all around the world to do assassinations and all kinds of shady shit. And then they caught him because they want to, like, rein him in, and they yeah. basically want to lock him up for forever and you find that out at the end and Kimi and there's like this Mexican standoff going on and Cage is trying he's got which, the crossbow which and there has like, been zero hint of this until like an hour in Kimi or not Kimi Mult- Christopher Moltisanti stabs one of his own guys it's like out of oh, nowhere even that doesn't quite make sense it's no. just like why is this happening and then it takes another 10 minutes for him to be like this is my plan but with the crossbow I was thinking all the way back to the weatherman oh different kind of bow and arrow Great but Cage idea. learned probably while filming that movie how to do a because he, he looked real oh, looked yeah, yeah, good yeah. and they're talking shit on him they're just like yeah, you know you got a lot of tension that you, your arms are doing, like, you're doing okay and then he still puts an arrow through Kimi's arm mm-hmm. which then the coolest thing in this movie is Kimi slamming his shoulder <laughs> into a wall to like push the, arrow, the arrow out yeah. like that was cool yeah but that was very confusing because it's after the knife fighting Kimi is literally dragging it on wait no when is that no when when Christopher kills the guy so let's go back there real quick because okay. I was so confused so Kimi is dragging an unconscious cage because he's going to lock him up in a cage and Cage again like <laughs> I don't remember what movie it was but we like lost our mind when Cage said the word cage but in here he's saying cage all the time he's just like I'm going to put and, you and in a cage is this cage good enough and then he's put in a cage yeah. when Christopher kills that guy like he could have at least like shot or wounded Kimi or anything he just kind of looks at him and lets him go which is what made me think like they're going to yeah, get what, together what later what is his what is his end goal I have no idea I literally have no idea because why does he need him alive why can't he just he's trying to cover his tracks so why doesn't he just sink the fucking boat unless he wants to or just kill Kimi unless he wants to (laughs) I don't know have him for future jobs it's hard to say the movie doesn't really care about that because that's not the movie like it's it's like almost like if it's not pertaining to Cage it doesn't really count it's like you just got to follow what's going on with him 
like I will say that in a lot of these movies, not a lot of these movies, in some of these movies, when Cage is not on screen, my attention goes down about twenty percent. It's like <laughs> I, I'm following what's going on, but yeah. I don't really care. But he does say, I wrote down when Christopher Moltisanti stabs Tommy Walker in the back of the head. He says to Kimi, I need you alive, and Kimi says, let's chat about it. And I was like, that's not a... What? Right, 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 right. Chat about what? What's there to talk about? And then there was that part when Cage is in the cage and he's getting tortured for the co- some coordinate map. So, like, all throughout the movie, we'll see that exterior of the boat, and there'll be these coordinates in the lower corner of the screen. It's, it's I'm the like, latitude, well, it's longitude, it? and then how far they are from their destination. But, who? But like, so what? Like, it's never mentioned until one point. It also is all, they're always, like, between 400 and 300 nautical miles away. They're never moving. They don't move very fast at all. And at one point, Kimi, like, turns the boat around. Turns the boat around, and then they turn the boat off, right? Like, they destroy, like, they make make it so they can't move i think and they're dead in the water at one point and so and they keep showing like <laughs> i mean like guys that was un- uncalled for he does a lot of things in this movie like there are long stretches of this movie that i was noticing where kimi is just like breaking shit and there's no dialogue and he's just doing things mm-hmm. and we kind of have a vague sense of why he's doing it sort of and we sort of know what he's doing but we don't know how that factors into a plan like does he have a- I- it sounds like he has a plan but we don't know what the plan is i didn't catch like his motivation i think he once he learns that they're gonna go one place and then the boat's gonna go to somewhere else, like right like there's they're gonna make two stops i think and he wants to not make two stops he wants to just go directly to, to the, mexico to mexico yeah because mexico i guess because mexico i guess because it's closer he wants to get back to america but that's the thing we have no idea about his motivation that character whatsoever like i have no idea what he wants i have no idea like where he's going what he where he comes from like what's any about it except that one of the play one of the like i guess like assassin groups that he worked for was called the sword of god oh i missed that did you miss that when they were like reading off his credentials or something and i That's think some like army of one shit yeah and i think cage like made some kind of like <laughs> kind of like thing about it like oh, what, a, what a bunch of jerks call themselves that for although we also learned in this movie that cage's backstory he was a mechanic in the air force for four years and i feel like oh, he, right. hasn't, he hasn't been military in a maybe since snowden that's right if he was a mechanic why did he have such a hard ass about driving the truck in the beginning remember like they wouldn't drive the truck yeah. for him to the boat and so the opening credits are him driving the truck all day <laughs> that kind of gave me flashes back to running with the devil a little bit right because it feels like oh right yeah the last three movies that we've done are all just him in like tropical locations just doing a movie in six weeks yeah. It's Running with the Devil, which follows him from South America somewhere up to like all Vancouver. All the way through Central America, yeah, all the way up. All also the way now, through the Americas. Through the Americas, also yeah. starring, not starring, but starring uh, the lead Danny from Terminator Dark Oh, that's Fate, right, yeah. Before she was famous. <laughs> then there's Kill Chain, which all takes place down in Colombia or wherever they are. It's South it's southern. South or Central it's, America. It's, it's just like, yeah. it's just down there. Yeah, yeah. And then, because the I trivia think, yeah. on that one was that the two movies in a row he had filmed down there. And then this one's filmed like Puerto Rico. Like, he's just down, just hanging out in nice locations. Yeah. Filming movies that nobody's going to see. That's right. It's like his saga. It's, how, it's the South America saga. Like, he has the New Orleans saga, where, like, he had filmed, like, eight movies there. It's like, these are just the, this is just the crop of movies that he, that he filmed while he was down there. I yeah. love that. Did you, so you liked this movie? Yeah. Like, I had a fun time watching it, for sure. Like, I, I mean, every Cage movie is going to, you know, make the day better, no matter what. But, like, I got a kick out of it. Like, I, did it never, I was never really bored. Like, it wasn't a very, it tried to be something fun and have some action and excitement and, and, and be silly and all that. And, and I don't feel like it ended up taking itself 100% seriously, even if it started out 
wanting to. But I mean, just compare it to Kill Chain. It's so much better than Kill yeah, Chain. Well, Kill, Kill Chain was kind of a bad. bore, you yeah. know? Like, even, no offense, but I know you like that. What was the first one we did in August? And I like Score to Settle. And I like Score to Settle as well, but that is a slower movie, you yeah. know? Like, this, I feel, is so like the more. So, the four that have come out this year, is this your favorite? Like, maybe, favorite's maybe the wrong word. If you were going to watch, like, so say in the middle yeah. of next year, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. in the dry spell. Okay. You're like, I want to watch a recent Cage movie. Of these four that we've done so far, would you put this one on over the other ones? I might. This or Running with the Devil? Really? I think I would do a score to settle just because it's like, it's lunacy. It's just Cage. That's like a one-man show. Also that. Well, it, it turns What's out to one be a one-man show. Man show. <laughs> Joey! Joey! Oh, that's why you love it so much. She yells your it. name like a hundred times. <laughs> like, I think the big problem with this movie, both in terms of what we're looking at and also, I think, narratively, yeah. is that it's very, really two movies. Yes, absolutely. It's either got too much cage or not nearly enough cage. We're tr- it's either combo or animal farm you know what i'm saying like it can't be both like these are not peanut butter and jelly this is like oil and water like it's just they're not mixing well like and i want to see cage hunt man don't get me wrong like but i want that to be the whole movie movie. yeah yeah yeah. i feel like what happened is that they had con c like that was the movie they're going to transport this guy by boat because of xyz right somehow they have a big game hunter plot that also gets worked in there. Or maybe, like, as they're hunting, man, there's all these dangerous animals on the ship, right? And, like, they get loose or something. You know what but I mean? Like, the, but the, then <laughs> I feel like they get Cage, and they're like, well, we need him to be, like, he's going to be, he's going to sell the movie. And so we need to boost that up. So they're going to, we're going to add this other stuff and make this other thing. Because it feels like we're watching it and it's sold as a Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. But it feels like that is very clearly the afterthought in terms of the story. Like the story mm, yes. is Kimi. Yes. The story is this madman, former rogue NSA guy You're or right. whatever, right? Like it feels like the Cage stuff was a secondary afterthought, blah, 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 right. that Pump they up, then like, pumped yeah. up. But also, if you don't have that, and you say you cut out like 15 or 20 minutes of like whatever, like the pure, because you can still have whoever the big game hunter is, you can have him like some stuff. Yeah. But they're very clearly adding scenes because it's Cage. They need to add him up. Then you have like a seven, 65 or 70 minute movie. Like, where no, is. So, what they, what I'm thinking is it's, it's that whole first act. So, like, imagine the first act being them catching Kimi, like Christopher Moltisanti's task oh, force. Oh, because they like, just that show could up. have been like the original yes. script, right? And then they get to the boat, and the only boat there is the one this big game hunter charters all the time because he does illicit shit and he has to sneak animals across the okay. borders and stuff. And so Cage like gets the script and he's like, "Well, who do you you want to be the agent?" And it's like, "Well, that's a." shit rolled like do you want to be the prisoner it's like well you know it might be a little old to be the or that or i've done that maybe not i, I want to be the big game hunter because that character i could really sink my teeth into like, ah, like that's eccentric gotta, that's we gotta, crazy you know, we gotta boost that up that and it's man. like all right so we have to rewrite the first act and put cage in a tree and have him <laughs> literally wrestle a jaguar <laughs> it's like well we only have enough film to shoot a 90 minute movie i know we're shooting digital but we can only shoot a 90 minute movie so we got to <laughs> cut out everything about them catching kimi they just show up i think i will say that Christopher Moltisanti looks good with gray hair. He has aged well. He looks pretty dignified. He's got a tire around his waist, but aside from that, and I only say that because I always used to think Christopher was like this skinny Italian guy that could like, I I never pictured him as an older man like that. And so it was a little weird to see his dad bod like poking through his shit. Well, I also will say that Adriana (laughs) Laserva, I don't remember, Drea DiMatteo. Okay. I've seen her recently on Instagram. She is still keeping it right and also tight. Okay. So, I mean, she was, Aid was beautiful. Like, Aid was like next level, crazy attractive on Sopranos. I feel like 2019 aid would not... 
be attracted necessarily. Although maybe, depending if she was in for the power or because, I don't know. He looks more like one of the older wise guys sitting at the table now. He did age into like the Polly Walnuts type of Yes! Yeah, yeah, totally. But I love Femke Jensen. Like, she looks great in this. Like, I mean, I wish she had more to do. You know, she does get tied up. She becomes a bit of a damsel, but... But I'm glad she's here. I don't know what else to really say. It was cool to see her in a position of power, but not have any of that power actually be able to be used. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, like she's she the highest-ranking person on the boat, she, and she's, she's just not like a, a badass. Like, why wasn't she shooting the bow and arrow, or like, why didn't she have some kind of like military training? And you know what I mean? Like, she's a doctor. Like, she knows how to like probably kill people in interesting ways, right? Like pressure points and do this to them, or like. Well, she somehow saves a guy's life that even with anti-venom, there's only a 20% chance of survival. They don't have anti-venom, and somehow she keeps the guy alive. Yeah. So, like, that is... But you saw the guy, uh, he was, like, pickled when he came off that boat. But, yeah, but he's gonna... Like, the, the movie's yeah, like, right. he's gonna live. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, true. it. True. Because also, like, there's this added drama that he's this kid's father, and we only care about the kid because Cage has one conversation oh, with the kid. It's like his short round. It's his little sidekick. There is zero reason for this kid to be on this very dangerous boat. Like, imagine, even hmm. if, like, there's no big game hunter, there's no Kimi, what's that kid doing on the boat for like six weeks yeah i agree with that is this 100%. a summer vacation i wrote down what's with the kid why does little kid question mark like in the middle of all this and that's what he's explaining the parrot to is the kid i think because he's like is that your bird and he's like that's he's like i saved that bird's life or something like that like <laughs> in the end it was the bird who saved me <laughs> you're like a damn thing won't leave me alone anymore and there's a great shot great well, i wouldn't say great shot but there's a really funny shot in the opening sequence uh the title cards where he's driving the truck yeah. and the fucking bird is flying alongside the truck beautiful. outside the window and he looks over he's like ah you bird <laughs> beautiful any other thoughts about primal not really about like the movie in general i mean this was some this was some bad i mean everything bad about it i enjoyed you know what i'm saying like i kind of reveled in the flaws of this one this time not that it's so bad it's good or anything right. like that like i still think it's a poor film i don't think people that aren't as crazy as us are really going to dig it as much as we do but like i i was very happy watching this one and i'm glad it had like more energy to it and it, the last three like not that they're like not that i didn't enjoy them but they were sort of slower films and this one i feel like was trying to move along more of like an action pace and it was just a nice little change up from what we've been getting i think i was just bummed because this could have been great and crazy and a lot of oh, fun i mean I, I was so pissed that we weren't getting like fictional animals and things you know yeah. like i, I thought there were gonna be monsters more. even if it's just real animals like way more like way more like a boar and like an alligator like we needed a lot of other crazy because i shit. think the movie sets itself up like when he's driving that truck he's got like all these cages and everything like it feels like he has a lot and yeah. then it's like he's got this whole huge cargo bay where his a animals are yeah and there's nothing yeah, and true. i don't know if that's like a even if it's budgetary like show something like show make the stakes grander mm -hmm. or or just have the jaguar yeah that would have been fine if it was just the jag it's threatening enough because it feels like he's this big game hunter who's got all these different animals but it's this weird middle ground where it's not impressive either way yeah especially just the jag well i mean it's so sad that those tiny little monkeys like shredded the chef apart because i was like I, I was like that would not no they're not they lethal ripped <laughs> the skin from your face but like yeah all you really your face. needed off oh, all you really needed was the white jag. Yeah. If you're listening to this, as you're listening to this right now, the 
I don't know if we announced this last time, but now when we record these cage episodes in person, now that they are like a a monthly event, (laughs) a reason to hang out, we are also recording episodes of our newest podcast, Viva Pod Vegas, the Elvis Presley podcast. You're welcome. welcome The Elvis Presley film podcast. Yes, the film podcast. We got to say that. After we finish recording this one, we're also going to record the first episode of Viva Pod Vegas about Love Me Tender. So if you're waiting, if you're looking for things to do in the downtime between the cage episodes, which is not a lot of downtime. No, it's going to be about a month, I think, you know. December 6th, I think, is Grand Isle. Yeah, which is a month away. So we're going to, that's a Friday. So okay. that weekend, so we could do the we're going to get deal. together and do the same thing. Nice. Go check out Viva Pod Vegas. Love Me Tender is going to be up this week. Basically, by the time this is up, that'll be up roughly. Hmm. Also check out every Friday, Mike and I are doing the Tom Tom Club. Yes. Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise. We are in the Golden Mile of Tom Hanks. Oh, so good. We are also in the, I mean... All of Tom Cruise's filmography I mean, yeah. is Yeah, just in the, the golden era of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Which is basically his entire career. Check out Too Fast, Too Forever every Tuesday. Check out Third Time's a Charm every third of the month. we got lots of things going on. I think the most exciting, the new thing is Viva Pod Vegas. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Cage Club, now a this monthly so show. Good. Apparently, this is uh, it's exciting. so awesome. I'm so happy that the end of this year is just like turned completely around thanks to Cage. Thank you so much. It's, Cage. A, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's a Cage Club miracle. For all things Cage Club, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. If you have a ranking of your favorite Cage movies from this mm-hmm. year, which did you like best or most, email it in. We will talk about it on the next episode. Come back in a month or so for Grand Isle, Cage and Kelsey Grammer, and check out our other shows, the ones I mentioned, Tom Tom Club, Hanks and Cruz, Viva Pod Vegas, Third Time to Charm, Too Fast, You Forever, all 26 shows at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. And I'm Mike Manzi. And we'll see you next time for Grand Isle right here on Cage Club. Cage Club.